This morning is a special morning. It is a kickoff Sunday morning. And right now there's a lot of kickoff going on. We have the Jets. Yeah! Jets fans, give me some. Yeah. Giants fans. I got to say this is the first time, the first time that I think the Jets were somewhat loud. Usually there's like one, the Parker Row, and that's it. Um, college football has kicked off. Go Bama. Go uh, your favorite team. Go Army. Go whoever you root for. But it's also the kickoff of the school year. And every year what we share on this Sunday morning is the vision for what God is doing. And one of the things that this morning is going to be a little bit unique in is that um, this year, I'm, this Sunday, I'm not just sharing the vision of this week, but every single year, uh, churches across the world that are nonprofit status, they have to have a gathering of people to share uh, what God is doing, share the leadership team, share where they are financially, share what is next, share where they've come from, and it's part of the law. Right, Bruce? Okay, Bruce is my big boss. You can raise your hand. There's Bruce. So if you're really mad at me, you can ever go talk to Bruce. Um, but this morning, as we talked about it, we know that oftentimes when we gather as for, for these meetings that um, people don't find priority in it. And for us, we are family. Amen? Seriously, if you've been part of the plant for some time, you know that we're more than a church, that we actually act like family. And as I was really praying about informing just where we're going next, I felt it was a sermon. I felt it was a calling. I felt it was what is going to happen this year. Because God is up to some amazing things. Um, For all of you who are here for the first time, we began seven years ago. This was our kickoff Sunday seven years ago in Allendale, New Jersey. And you remember that? Ooh, that was a rough day. Anyways, uh, (laughs) but God has done amazing things. And one of the hopes of our church was is that we would be able to reach people that do not go to church, that do not have a relationship with Christ, or for some way feel estranged from their faith. Do you hear that? That don't go, that don't believe, or feel estranged. And when you look at what God has done in our church, that that's who we are. Amen? Seriously. If you were to sit down with the vast majority of people in this room, They would say that they were estranged from their faith, that they hadn't been to church in years, or that they're not even they weren't even a Christian. And that was our hope and our desire. And so this morning I'm going to share the vision of the plants. And we're going to walk through it through scripture. Because this is not my vision, this is the vision what I believe that God has given this church. And then what we're going to do is we're going to wrap this up in agreement by going to the Lord's table like we do every single week. And we are going to celebrate what God is going to do this year. You see, this new logo is not about having a new logo and trying to be uh, better color-coordinated and and more hip. It's about new beginnings. Um, I remember that it was year one and a half where Bruce Terpstra gave me a word from God that I believe and I see it coming true. He says, if you hang in here for seven years, you watch what God is going to do. And we have watched and we have waited. And God is up to something more than we could ever imagine or hope for. So would you pray with me? Jesus, this morning, I pray that I would be tight. And that my heart would stick to the calling that you have. God, I see even as we've begun this, 
this school year that as we've gathered for worship, that Your presence is with us. I see this summer that as we had really talked about what's next and and how do we even go deeper ministering into the community, You've done more. And so God, this morning, I ask You that Your Holy Spirit would encourage us, would charge us, but through this year, that Your Holy Spirit would change us. God, no matter what our circumstances are, I ask You that this morning, that the things that You value in Your Word would be the things that we value in our hearts. And that we would walk with You in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to begin by sharing the vision of the plants. And I am going to seem a little bit, uh, you're going to be like, man, you are really intense this Sunday. Well, I'm always intense, right? All right? I'm either intense or emotional. There's no, there's no two sides. That's my two-sided coin. I'm intense or I'm an emotional. But this morning I'm going to be very intense because I believe that God is up to something. I believe everyone's in this room because they believe the message of the Gospel and that the Holy Spirit wants to do an amazing work. I want to share with you the vision of our church. And it's not a new vision. It's actually the vision that God gave us the very first day. Turn with me in your Bibles to Mark chapter 5, verse 19. It's on page 602. I'm going to walk through five verses of Scripture with you to share the visions and values of who we are. Mark chapter 5, verse 19. This is what Jesus had said to someone that He just brought amazing healing to. And there was this episode where this guy, God had had delivered him from so much. And the last thing that this guy wanted to do was to continue to live in his neighborhood because that's where he saw his trauma and his, and his problems that they were all stemmed from. And oftentimes we do that. And this guy fell at the feet of Jesus and he begged Jesus. He said, take me with you. Take me from away from my problems and my pain because so often we believe that our locations are our problems and pain. And here's what Jesus said. Go back to it. Go home to your people and report to them what great things the Lord has done for you and how He had mercy on you. Let me share with you the vision of the plant. Would you put it up here? Put it up here. And let's read it out loud together. The plant church disciples and multiplies people to know Christ and make Him known to the local community of Mawa and surrounding neighborhoods. We are a family that is being transformed by the love, truth, and compassion of Jesus Christ. And we seek to bring this love, truth, and compassion to those who are still far away from God. We believe that Jesus wants to do a miraculous work in all of our lives. That we would not have to feel that we have to go other places to experience His power and His presence but that the power of God would be lived out in our lives, in our homes, in our neighborhoods, in our communities. You see, that is the vision of the plant. That yes, that we will serve overseas missions and we will give and we will support those across the world. But I will tell you that my deepest changing and longing has come Omar's deepest changing and longing. Sue's deepest changing and longing. Carrie and, Jer- and Jeremy's and Jody's 
and the Hosiers, and I can name many different people that their, their deepest changing and longing has come when they embrace the Gospel right where they're at. And it was in that their neighbors and their friends saw the power displayed in their lives. That they said, I need what you have. That is our vision. That we would live out the love, truth, and compassion of Jesus Christ. Right where we're at. Do you know that is the hardest calling in the world? But yet it's the one thing that Jesus commanded all of His disciples to do. So if we're going to live out this vision, the question is, is we need to talk about the things that we value. First one, turn with me to Matthew chapter 12, verse 50. Page 585 on your chair Bible. These all come from Scripture. Page 585. Anyone who does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. What's our first value? We live as family. Living as family. Let's see if, did you put the, the whole statement up there? Can you put the whole statement up there? Let's read this together. We treat each other as family would. Celebrating life together. Supporting one another as we learn to follow Jesus and caring for each other's needs. We do this to reflect to a broken world, God's love for us as His children. Living as family. You see, the word church we have created into an organization. We have created into a building, into, into something of concrete. But oikos is the word for family in Scripture. Not just family, but family with purpose. And it's our desire that we would truly learn to live like family. Let me give you one example from how we have become family. My wife and I and those in the plant. When my one son turned 12 years old, I identified certain men in his life. And several of those men were from the plant. They sat down and they wrote him letters to speak gospel into him. That was family. I know that when we have gone through some struggles with, with physical ailments, that, that we have had people come to us and to love on us. We are family. I know that when you were far from God or, and you had no idea who the plant was when it was Hurricane Irene or Sandy or maybe you're part of the fire department or ambulance corps and, and just this past week what we had done for you that, that you got a sense that, that these people are more than, than religious freaks. But they long to be family. I think about the Shishmanian family who, who left their church because of the lack of community. Don't we love that word? Community. Community is old and it's stale. Community chooses when they want to come and when they want to leave. But I look at the Shishmanians now that, that they are not part of our community. They are part of our family. I left Mark's house on Thursday and I wept so stinking hard over my friend 
Not because he's part of my community, but because he's part of my family. I think about Chris Carbone recently who, who was asking for prayer for, for his new baby. Amen? And he came to us. And he trusted us. And God heard his prayer. Amen? And in that, it was a step into family. We don't long to be community. We long to live as family. Caring for each other's needs. Knowing what each other's burdens are. And selling, celebrating each other's God-given victories. Amen? Come on, you can get a little loud with me. Amen? I'm serious. doesn't mean we're freaks. It means we own it and we love it. We celebrate that we are beginning to touch what family is. And we're only this close to fully embracing that we can love each other We can disagree with one another. But we're brothers and sisters because of Jesus Christ. Second thing we value is this. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 23, verse 11. It's found on page 593. Jesus said this at the end of His life. This is significant. His whole life was modeling service. And being a servant. And he said, the greatest among you must be a servant. Would you read with me with what we value living as servants? We give of our time, resources, and finances to to meet the needs of the church family and also our local neighborhoods. Just as Jesus did, we seek what has been damaged and broken to see it become restored. We choose to serve. You see, when family serves together, we, it's taking it to a whole nother level. It's not about my timing and if it fits what I need to do. It's, it's seeing a need and realizing that, that God has placed me to be the one to be the gospel presence for another. That's all it means. Jesus said, if you want to be the greatest, you must be the least. The greatest servant is the greatest king. The greatest servant is the greatest Queen in the kingdom of God. I love how this past uh, Wednesday we served the community of Mawa, the emergency services. And we showed up and we, we had a picnic for them. And it was an interesting night because we had a lot of them that, from our church family that were going to, to, to really celebrate the life of Bob Klingon's mom who passed. And several of us who went in the afternoon, we, we went to, to celebrate the community of Mawa. And I can't tell you how many people, come here for a moment, hon, pulled me aside and said, do you realize that you are the first people? Like yeah, I, they didn't do that. <laughs> they kind of leaned into me. They said, do you realize that you are the first group of people that have served us to celebrate us? That wasn't one person. I got a free hug here. That was, out, that was pretty awesome. That was multiple people. Multiple people. We serve the broken. We serve the hurting. So we can celebrate what God is doing. Living as servants. The third thing we value is this. Matthew 28. 
I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. Be sure of this. I'm with you always, even to the ends of the earth. We value discipleship. Let's read this together. Let's read what we value. Let's read. We simply want to learn to be like Jesus and to live like He lived in a way that brings love, truth, hope, and reconciliation to Mawa and to the local communities in which we live. On this journey, we teach people to follow Jesus who in turn teach others to follow Jesus. My desire is not that you lead one person to Jesus. My desire is that all of our lives would have the DNA of discipleship. That we would break the curse of Deuteronomy where it says that they were going to be punished to the third and fourth generation, but rather that we would have a blessing that we would see four generations of people coming to Jesus. What does that mean? Your grandchildren. Your great-grandchildren. What does that mean? It means your neighborhoods. What does that mean? It means that that you are so in love with Jesus that, that when you see people come to know Christ because of the goodness of God, that you've got to keep just being Christ for others. My hope is that one day when you feel like something's wrong, it'll be because you stepped off track. The power of revealing Christ to your loved ones, to your neighborhood, and to your community. We want to be disciples who make disciples. Amen? And that's why I love you all. I love you because you guys want to see this happen. I call you brother and sister because we partner together. I love you because Christ in His grace loves me. And you know what that does for my heart? It wants me to serve, it, want, it makes me want to serve you like I've never served before. The last thing we value is this knowing God. John 3.16. For God loved the world so much. I really wish it said, For God so loved the world so stinking much that he gave his one and only son. So that everyone who believes in Him will not perish, but have eternal life. Read with me together. Growing in our relationship with God is of utmost importance. We're a family who allows room for God to speak to us through the Holy Spirit by practicing spiritual disciplines, i.e., reading the Bible, prayer and fasting. We hold to the biblical understanding that in order to know God, we do so through His Son, Jesus Christ. I'll tell you what we're going to be speaking on this year. It's the Holy Spirit. We like to talk about Father and we like to talk about Son. But the Holy Spirit is part of both. And it's through the Holy Spirit that we know Christ. You ever have that nudge? I love how some of you have adopted that word. That nudge, that little uh. That's the Holy Spirit. I can tell you stories, but let me tell you one. There's someone who's been coming to our church for some time. Um, They're actually not here this morning, so I can really share the story. I won't give away names. And uh, about six months ago, I love when people come to me and they 
they ask me like, hey, I feel like God's going to speak to me through you. What, what are some things that you see in my life that, that God wants to reshape and change and do? And, and I was very honest with them. I said, are you sure? I, I've been watching you. I've known you. L- let me share with you what, what I really believe, what God wants. And, and this is God's best and it's your decision. I'm not going to force you, but you're asking me. And they hated it. They hated it. And it was hard because like I love people and that can easily like make me go into like this whole idea of people pleasing mode. Like, no, 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 just keep doing what you're doing. He loves it. Yeah, right. He did the same thing with me. And this January, we, we did another Daniel fast. Who loves those things? <laughs> but you do them. But you do them. Not because I force you, but because of stories like this. In June, this person came to me and they, they got together with me and they said, hey, I need to tell you how God has changed my life. And I need some mentoring to go deeper and I just need to share the change and the power of what God has done. I'm like, where's this language coming from? I said, I kind of like almost like blurted out a bad word, but I'm like, what happened to you? What happened to you? I said, Seriously? What happened? And this individual said, you know, you challenged us in January to fast. And the Holy Spirit began to work in my heart. And I'm giving up this. I'm giving up that. So that God can do His perfect plan in my life. I called Sue. I called Jeremy because he was mentoring this individual also. And I drove home knowing that it's God's power and it's God's presence that does the work and the changing of hearts and minds. Amen? I look back at my story and who I am. I'm not the same person. I look back at that individual just six months and they're not that individual. I look back at many of you in this room and and you are not the same characters. You want to know God. But the only way to know it is through Christ Jesus our Lord. Those are the four things we value. Living as family. Living as servants discipleship, and knowing God. You may be sitting here saying, well, do I value these things? You keep showing up. And so there are things about this place that you value, or better said, you long to value. You long to know family. You long, and I love this, I love, I, I love it. Just, uh, I'm not trying to point out Janet, but I'm going to. Janet, Janet came to Christ, and to the plant, through EMS. Bob Klingen. This woman loves to serve. And it's not about making coffee, it's about serving in the community. And being Jesus to others, correct? Correct. She saw things we valued. She saw family in the Klingons. She loves to serve. 
She wants to not only be discipled, but to disciple others. And she longs to know God. I can go through many of you. Patrick Stanley, same stuff. This is what he was looking for. I can go through many of you. Why we started the church. The wolves. I can see that. Scott Hosier sitting down for, for coffee. Ready to quit the church. Not this church, but another church. I see that with Susie Wilson, how she's stuck from day one. And she has been one of the, the, the greatest pictures of what this looks like. It's not them, it's Jesus and them. This is what we value. And this is what we're going to push into more and more this year. Because it's our desire to know Christ and what? Make Him known. I need to talk about a couple things right now. We have some team transitions going on. Our leadership team or our board that, that does all the big decisions, we, this is where we're at right now. And so I just want to invite Scott Hosier to come up. Scott has been serving the plant for the last four and a half years on our board. We actually asked him to, to stay a, a little extra time as we went through five, it was ten years. We haven't been around for ten years. It may feel like ten years. He's stepping off the board because it's part of our, we on two years, on for four years, off for a year. And so has served faithfully. He's been one of my go-to guys that, that in the midst of ready to just uh, freak out that I have turned to. Many coffees, many camping trips. I love you. You've been awesome. Sue Cher is kind of making a change. Come on up, Sue. Um, and we got her something special. I'm sorry. We took you out to dinner. Sorry. Can you grab the flowers? They're right behind there. Uh, she's actually stepping onto the leadership team, but she's stepping off kids' ministry. Uh, Sue has been on staff for the last, seems like forever, and uh, it's, she really just, she has another job. She has a lot going on. She has two amazing little boys that you can just eat up. They're amazing. Um, but it's time for transitions for her. And so she is stepping off, uh, directing the kids' ministry, but she really wanted to stay involved, and so she's stepping onto the leadership team. Uh, our leadership team is made up of men and women. Men are the elders. Women are trustees. Um, and as she steps off, let's give her a hand first. And Scotty. We love you. I've known Sue her whole life. I held her the first week she came home from the hospital, believe it or not. My parents and her parents were great friends, and we went to go visit the baby, Sue. And uh, so I got to hold her. I remember being on the couch. But then there's Carrie Nieblez. Where's Carrie? Is she here? Come on up, Carrie. Carrie is stepping into the kids' director role. And this is, it's very funny. Yeah. It's, uh, it's like calling down the New York Knicks. And now, starting out. Um, this is actually, it's funny how this has all played out. This has really been her dream and her passion when we started the plant. Uh, she was at Cornerstone and she led an amazing, uh, amazing ministry there of, uh, of a church of 1,200 people. She led the kids' ministry there. And as Sue was stepping off, we, we had the conversation, who would be the best person to, to fill those roles? And we said, hmm, Carrie. And uh, she said yes. So we're excited for that. Also, Mike Herbst, come on up. Okay, starting at guard, number 15, Michael Herbst. Um, Mike is also, he is replacing Scott. Come on this side. He is replacing Scott. 
Believe it or not, Mike was in an elder, elder in training, and um, so he has really been uh, preparing for what does it mean to be an elder of the church. And so um, here's what I want us to do. In agreement, I want us to stand, and I want to pray together. And I want us to just stretch out our arms to these individuals as a sign, as a signifier that we support their roles of, of stepping off and stepping on. And Scott Hosier knows that he will be back on. One year. Just joking. Matter of, you, matter of fact, some guys out there will be stepping on next year, which is awesome. So let's pray together. Jesus, we celebrate these individuals. We celebrate Scott and Sue for their, their service of what they have done. Would you continue to grow in them in new and fresh ways? Grow in their hearts and in their minds. God, would you bless them as they have blessed so many of us. And for Mike and Carrie, and even as Sue, as she steps into the new role, allow this to be a, a year of transformation in all of our lives for your kingdom, for your glory, and for your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Let's give him a hand. I'm going to continue... We're almost done. This might be the, the shortest I've ever t- spoken. Huh, Omar? Right? <laughs> Two thumbs up. So keep it coming. Um, I'm going to talk about finances. And you're like, ooh, it's Sunday morning. You know what? Who cares? Seriously, let's just get that on the table. If God is the owner of all things good and pleasing and awesome and good, let's not be afraid to talk about the things that He values. If God is our Jehovah Jireh, who believes that? I believe that. That He wants to deal with all things, even the finances of our hearts and the finances of our church. So I want to share some things. And I'm just going to share numbers. I'm going to share where we need to go and also good things that have happened. So here is our weekly need. Our weekly need is $8,484. That's our budgetary need. That's for, that's for all that we do. All that we do, that is our weekly need. Now I'm going to share our weekly giving in two parts. First, what it is, where we need to go, but where we've come. Here's what our weekly giving has been. $7,574 from September till today. Now, most people wouldn't give this caveat because this would be a great time like, stop right there, they'll give more. Yes, we should give more. I spent a large portion of my day hiding in my office yesterday away from my family, dealing with my own personal finances. Tithing is a huge part of my life. Amen? Amen. Amen. And I see how it's trickling down to my children. This is what's an awesome, awesome statistic. Through June, we had hit budget. We had hit budget. Amen. Right? I mean, think about where we've come from. We've come from nothing to equipping people where they are today. Summer rocked us. People are on vacation. Giving is not a priority. And it really changed our numbers. That's the reality. But I will celebrate you. I will celebrate you. And I will celebrate what God is going to do. God is going to provide. And God is going to provide through us. 
Let's say that God will provide through us. Let's say that God will provide through us. I want to challenge every single one of you to truly step up and believe in God as Jehovah Jireh. I believe tithing is a starting point. I don't believe it's the ending point. I believe God wants everything of mine. I talk with my kids that that this is what I do, but here's what I want to do next year. And I was so impressed when I heard one of my children, he just came to me and said, hey, I've been working all summer and, and this is what I've done with my finances. And I'm like, dude, you're a teenager. A teenager that pretends to be angry at God. Amen. Can't be too angry, can he? Or can she? Let us teach our children the way of God. Let us not look at tithing as a finish line, but as a starting point. And I believe God will do great things and continue to do great things through this church. There are some pastors that don't give financially, but I'm not afraid to talk about finances because I do. I give faithfully. I celebrate you and where we've come. But together, let's make this happen. I want to challenge you. that The Holy Spirit would do something new and fresh in your life. One day we're not going to be allowed to meet in the school. It's coming. It's coming. We're going to need a home. But for seven years, it's never been about that. True that. But if we want to see the work of God continue, we need to continue to grow, not just in our personal faith and, and faith in the community, but faith in our stewardship. We've given faithfully to Africa. We've given faithfully to world missions, and we will continue to do that. We should be tithing as a church to missions, just as we tithe as individuals to the church. That's it about finances. Amen? But I do celebrate you all. I do. I'm proud of you. Thank you for journeying together. Here's what we're going to do and we're going to wrap up with this before we go to communion. Wow, this is really the shortest time I've ever talked. Everyone looks at the clock. What? Come on, come on, come on. No sidetrack, no sidetrack. There's two things we're doing. We're going back to the basics. Many churches, when they start, their vision gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and more groups and more groups and more ministries and more this. The plant gets tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter. Our goal is to be snipers for Jesus. We have a laser beam focus. Not killing people. A laser beam focus. We want a church with one purpose. One vision. That's driven by values. We're going to go back to the basics. And the basics, the reasons we started this church were completely selfish. Transformation. We want to see people's lives transformed. Healing. Even though March Munyan is not in a good place, I believe God can still heal him. 
I believe that God can heal marriages in this room. Amen? I believe that God can heal any mental illness. Amen? I believe that God can heal any emotional wound. Amen? I believe that God can heal any severed relationship. Amen? Let's be that. And let's be a church of movement. Let's continue to mentor other churches in what we're doing. Let's continue to be about the kingdom and not our kingdom. And let's see, let's be willing to see what the future of God holds for us. And secondly, let's go four deep. Let's be a a church of four generations. Let's see neighbors leading their families to Jesus. They'll leave their extended family to Jesus. They'll lead their co-workers to Jesus. Let's see our children lead their children to Jesus. They'll lead their children to Jesus. I want to be able to celebrate at the end of my life that I know that my children will walk in the streets of gold with me and you as well. You have learned if you have been here for some time that the plant is not about Rob or the staff or about any individual. You have learned that we have called you to make disciples. If you are here to learn to make disciples, journey with us. We are your family. We will serve together to know God and make disciples. But I have to put this out there. If you're looking for a church to just meet your needs and for you to be a consumer, this is definitely the wrong place. We will frustrate you. We will drive you crazy. You will not like us. (laughs) Amen. It's true. And I don't say that arrogantly. I say that humbly. My biggest frustration in church planting has been not the community, not those far from God, but those that just want to consume, Christians that just want to consume and be spoon-fed and drink milk and be served. I want us to lock arms and be family together and celebrating each other's loved ones and families coming to Jesus. So here's how we are going to conclude this meeting. We're going to the Lord's table. And if you are wanting to journey with us, we want you to partake, to eat. If you're here and you're visiting, you're saying, wow, I've, I, this is really whacked. Sorry. But you're saying, I, you're doing something, Holy Spirit. Come and eat with us. Let's eat together to be sent into the world to know Christ and make Him known.